gravy not just another sheffield wednesday podcast i'm one of the hosts richard miller and my co-host well after last week's filthy t-shirt based smut he's promised to be better this week and like the ground staff at s6 to do better but like the turf at hillsborough let's be honest it's not going to be that much better a leopard can't change his spots and he and i for that matter can't stop finding the thought of a splooge stained topped <laughs> pretty chuckle worthy he's your friend of mine dirty dr luke Ledall. how are you doing today luke i'm very good still dirty but uh you know dirty with a smile on my face ah oh, a so a soiled <laughs> smile on your face a knowing smug perv, Luke Level. <laughs> um, I, I was working. I was working on an intro that involved um, the age of Chris Gunter, and then I was just shocked and surprised to find that he's only thirty-two years of age. He seems to have been around for absolutely forever. Chris Gunter. Is that Chris Gunter who's at Charlton? Chris Gunter who's at Charlton. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realise he was there. So that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I was go- I was going to make a comment about you know like he's he's here despite the protestations of his body and um, all advice to the contrary, still plugging away. But um, yeah, just thirty two, which is perfectly reasonable. I guess. And so. it does. I guess it means he's he's probably been playing professional football since he was twelve <laughs> to account for just how long <laughs> I've been aware of him as a, a being. <laughs> but how are you? Are you you well? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's been um, it's been a fun week, and uh, even though you know, only only one game of Sheffield Wednesday football to talk about, which mm. kind of makes me feel a little bit starved in a weird way, you know. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I think I mean we did we did sort of jokingly comment in passing that uh, not having the game means we can't lose the game. The Alan Irvin mm. school of uh, <laughs> school of football management, but um, yeah, it's a bit. It's also the fact that we know at some point we're going to have to pay the piper and play all these games. And um, it'd be nice to play games while we're in good form. <laughs> and maybe down the road that we won't be in quite such fine fettle. But, uh, you know, hopefully not. Hopefully we'll, we'll maintain this, this, good, uh, this good form for a good while yet. But um, how are you enjoying World War Three? How are you rating it so far? Um, I haven't seen other world wars in the flesh IRL. No, to see it. Um, let me let me wait till it comes out on DVD with the Ken Burns commentary, and then I'll oh I'll yes, get back to you, then. you know, Fair whenever when, whenever it's over, I guess. Yeah, no, it's good. We shouldn't really talk about that. Really, let's keep this uh, <laughs> a conflict-free zone. Um, hmm. So yeah, so the, so we had our had our midweek game called off. Um, it's sort of news, but also not really news. Uh, and now scheduled be... for the last Tuesday in April, so the last midweek game now before the end of the regular season. Or I say that because I don't know. Maybe there could be more could be more postponed games in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows. Because that's the thing. So obviously today's game's on, which is great. Uh, I was I did double check a couple of times uh, uh, on my on my journey over when I was stopped at traffic lights and things. Just double check. Um, but the you know the game was on the pitch, looking a bit better, I presume, than the than the waterlogged state it was in. 
Um, obviously helped by the fact that there was no rain or little rain in the lead up to this game and they were even watering the pitch which I thought was a bit of hubris on the part of the ground staff we've got this so dry we now actually need to top it up <laughs> but it's not looking good is it it's not particularly under the south stand as we talked about the uh, there's, a, there's a long standing problem of it not getting enough sun and uh, that particularly the middle of that stand but pretty much all the way to the edge of the pitch in both in uh, on both ends uh, it's pretty sandy it's pretty muddy and um, pretty knobbly bobbly for the players as well there was one point in today's game where Jack Hunt I'm sure had the ball <laughs> I was re- very ready to control the ball and it just sort of jumped about a foot and a half over his foot um there wasn't too many of those incidents, but obviously it, you can tell it's going to play a, play a part. It's going to be a factor in the season as we uh, as we go along because it's not going to get much better. I wouldn't have thought. Anyway, hmm. Luke loves lineups. Luke loves lineups, and we come into this with uh, you know free changes coming into this, so it's kind of largely, interestingly, kind of taking a lot of the notes of that kind of last time we last time out substitution <laughs> to. Change the game, so we see Patterson and Berahino up yeah. top. The only thing, I guess, that's kind of different from that, which is a little bit interesting, is uh, Hutchinson's back in the mix. Drafted um, back in. Drafted back in, taking part of um, replacing Kieran Brennan. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know. Um, I feel like from that last episode, I mean, we, you know, we won. We had a jovial, fun time. We got very, very silly. And uh, so we were enjoying ourselves. Um, I felt that Kieran Brennan was a bit of a a minor casualty from things from that. A little time. bit, yes, yeah, because mm. Gibson came came on at his expense and uh, did seem to to change things around a fair amount. I was I was a little bit surprised not to see him. Yes, him start in the same way. You know, he had such yeah. an impact in, in the same way that the two strikers had. Um, I was a little bit surprised not to see him rewarded for that, but maybe we'll see that over time. Um, he sort of mm. slowly gets mixed in. I mean, you know, I, I wonder for the sake of we're not um, we're people who enjoy football, but we are not football people. Um, so I wonder if there's something <laughs> that happens in the game where, in terms of kind of long term fitness, if you've got a player like Hutchinson who has a minor knock that you don't want to risk it, he's probably got enough kind of topped up fitness yeah know, in in the bank to kind of withdraw from for another game of football so maybe that's the reason why but i was a little bit disappointed not to see gibson instead of hutchinson no offense to hutchinson i just felt that no gibson was was fantastic in his cameo role last week well again it was that balance to things wasn't it when they because it was it, it seemed to get quite a lot out of Palmer in that he was able to put those deep crosses in from the right-hand side and then Gibson was mm. a was a threat himself from the left-hand side so yeah I'm surprised I'm surprised more didn't go along with that um but then yeah yeah I suppose it's tricky isn't it because you don't want obviously story you feel like he's going to be a fixture because he's he's so solid um and then Palmer's Palmer's very very good himself so um yeah i think avoiding maybe a tricky decision <laughs> slightly uh by just going go with hutch and, and leaving gibson on the bench but 
a good looking a good looking team. Uh, how do you? I mean, with Berahino, we're now kind of in this odd um, no man's land kind of thing. Of you know, is he now going to be good ish, or is he still the rubbish mm. guy and he just did the, he did one good thing and had one good game? Um, he said because he, he started off well enough. His first game for Wednesday was very good, and he got that goal. And then there was just nothing for so long. Um, so I thought, like seeing him line up again, I was slightly surprised. But, but then you want to reward someone for going and grabbing a goal. So decisions that made sense. There's, there's a, there's a. You can see the, the yeah, three thoughts. I, I think in the nature of that, and I mean, still was. You know, we heard in kind of mini news kind of building and coming into this game that, um, you know, the the disappointing thing is that still still no Lee Gregory. Still, apparently yes. he's, he's had, you know, had a, a minor setback, but minor setback spoken with such... I don't, I don't know with Darren Moore at times. Like, I don't know if sometimes maybe... Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I guess he strikes me as quite a, an optimistic positive mm. character which is fantastic but um it it feels weird when he talks about he talks about injuries so kind of non-plus in such a non-plus way yeah that i don't know really what the true severity of things are with injuries i wonder i wonder if part of that though is because we've had enough managers that do the thing of like i don't want to make excuses but we've got x y and z and i wonder if yeah. He keeps talking about instilling a culture, and I wonder if part of that is I'm just going to talk very, very matter-of-factly about injuries. I'm not going to sigh and huff about it, or it's just going to be—it's a fact of life. People get injured. We we've got good, we've got enough to to keep working, and uh, we won't moan about it. We won't give ourselves the excuse of of injuries, really. And if that's the case, then I suppose I'm all for it. But as you say, it makes for quite odd, <laughs> fairly kind of downbeat occasionally <laughs> sections of his uh, of his press conferences, um, set against how how positive he tends to be. Uh, yeah, it's a shame not to see yeah. Gregory come through. Obviously, we had Iorfa take part in a an under twenty threes game this week as well, played mm. an hour. Mm-hmm. So. We might get some of those, some of those uh, more familiar faces come through, but then the defense has been, by and large, really, really good. So it's sort of, it's tricky to. I mean, you wouldn't want to not include Iorfa, but at the same time, I feel like he needs to work to get get in there. Yeah, and I mean that's an interesting thing. I mean, I don't want to. <clears throat> I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here, Rich. I don't mm. want to do that a great deal, you know, for the nature of what we do on the podcast and the yeah. and the format we have, but. You know, I thought it was interesting when the subs who did come on. I mean, some interesting yeah. substitutions today. The first one I liked, which we'll get we'll get onto later, Kane or Canberry coming on for Berahino. I thought that was good. But then it it's kind of interesting to see a mentality of we're going to bring defenders on for, I guess, for precautions, but also maybe it feels like we're trying yeah. to give them some minutes as well. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what the kind of overall plan was in terms of those those uh, yeah. those substitutions. Well, the funny thing with that also was like, um, uh, <laughs> again, kind of football terminology and things that we look at. But Rob O'Neill was saying, you know, like was surprised to not see Iorfa come on, you know, mm. for one of the final substitutions. 
obviously we had the weird thing like we'll get on to later we had a fourth sub didn't we because of concussion again yeah 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 um but he was saying you know about iolfa not coming on said oh well maybe it's the whole thing of being around the squad for him right now yeah. which is funny because it's it kind of makes sense but it also kind of just sounds like horseshit like <laughs> what well i mean like you know what what magical what magical fumes do you get from sitting on the bench at hillsborough oh probably a lot of like deep heat or icy hot type fumes i imagine tiger bomb I mean, me and you have done a couple of uh, stadium tours at Hillsborough yes. in, our, in our day. We didn't get the chance to go down and sit on the bench. Like, like maybe now we would go down and sit on the bench and be like, ooh, ooh, what's this? Ooh, I'm, I'm smelling oh. something that's making me feel rejuvenated. And then whoever's doing the tour was like, yep. Yeah. And then we'd, um, we'd say, we'd say what's, what's that? And he would tap his nose and be like, maybe, uh, Maybe, hello, 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 hello. It uh, smells like team spirit down there, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, that, because I, th- I suppose the thing is, I offer is a particular type of defender. I, I, like, I, um, I could see him coming on and be disruptive in a way mm. that the, other, the players that were drafted in weren't. Well, I, I um, mean, when looking at that well, subs bench, looking at yeah. the subs bench, I mean, we had like... So who did we have again? Let me look at this. Obviously, we've got Wildsmith. We had Canberry. Uh, we got so... Who else can I bring up while I'm just building? we got Jaden Brown, um, oh, Ayorfer, yeah. Gibson, and Brennan, right? I think that's I it suppose- from my recollection. Yeah. So when I'm looking at that, I mean, the only thing that kind of got me kind of excited by that was seeing Ayorfer back was like, you know, it's kind of weirdly maybe... Uh, maybe uh, getting a bit selfish with this here, but if maybe there's a slight, slight niggle... Maybe to you know, maybe take it, taking a, take it off uh, Mr. Barry Banner as a precaution or something along those lines. You know, not like mm. a serious injury, but maybe that. Maybe we get to see, uh, maybe we get to see uh, Big Dom roll out the monster truck tires. Oh! I mean, you thought the pitch was screwed. You just wait <laughs> until uh, wait Mr. Til Mr. Mr. Iortha to... just just chews through <laughs> it <laughs> like a broken combine harvester. Yeah, I, I think probably looking back, bringing Brennan on at right uh, the right wing back slot instead of Iorfa was a bit odd, given that he definitely has played probably about half of his career as a right back. Iorfa, whereas Brennan, well, they were as far talking as I'm about... aware, is not really a fullback of any notes. Yeah, I mean they said that, but then I was naturally thinking like, and I don't know. I mean, you'd probably want you'd probably want Dominic Iorfa to be. Is everything okay there, Rich? I hear a lot of... Yeah, it's good. Sorry. I was just getting good. Just getting slightly distracted. Go on. <laughs> you were playing with a notepad, was that? <laughs> it's just um, something fallen. On. I've got a bag of, of, of uh, driving goodies and something had sort of <laughs> slipped down. So I, was, I was just re, okay. re-jigging slightly, but it ended up being quite loud. A bit like when you try to sort of eat your sweets in the cinema and uh, it goes quiet, you know, you're watching something reassuringly nice and noisy, like Fast and the Furious, and suddenly it's some sort of romantic, quiet, ponderous moment, the moment you uh, you try and open your, your bag of eclairs. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Many apologies. Sorry, I didn't know, I didn't know he was going to say that they're all family. I just thought it'd be a good time for this chocolate eclair. <laughs> 
eclair, not chocolate eclair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, should we? Let's get right into. Let's get stuck into it. Much like Sheffield Wednesday did in this home yeah. game against Charlton, um, <laughs> and Johnny Jackson leading out his wheelies. Yeah. And, um, interesting that we've got to this stage of the season. You know, we played the first game against Charlton, and we thought that's a good point against a team who should be doing well in this league and a tip to do well. And they were being absolute dog shit this season. And guess really? what? Oh. They were they were fucking shit today, weren't they? They, they were a bad were. side. Yeah, yeah. I would be very very disappointed if I travelled to see that kind of a performance from my team. And it makes me think back to kind of the League One rivalry and. Yeah, um, you know, and it seemed to kind of much like Brighton against Wednesday. There seems to have been a weird kind of online, online mini ruckus that's been kind of cycled up between supportive, you know, and waging war the, on the forums of the we had the of the internet. Yeah, we had the Chris Powell, uh, Chris Powell bar swinging, bar yeah. crossbar, crossbar challenge. Can you? Yeah, can you? Can you be a dickhead, Chris, on the cross this crossbar? <laughs> Yes, yes, I can. Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting. Um, I, saw, saw, yeah. I mean, Gunter sort of stands out on the. Uh, um, and then, interestingly, their subs I knew better than their first. Not that I, not that me knowing your the name of a player or not is a benchmark of how good they are. But like, it was interesting because Stockley has caused us real problems in the past, um, mm. and he and he didn't make the starting lineup. Leko is someone that we've bit, we were linked with and yes. has a bit of a a, a, a a kind of some prestige to his past, although I, I, it, it's probably fairly faded at this stage. Um, so you sort of looking. It was it was interesting to sort of see like what I would say is their big names or their better players, some of their better players on the bench. Um, I don't know the story behind that. Whether it, they're not in good form, are they? Leading up to this game, which. No, and I, I think they do have some centre for. I think they've got a few injury problems, mm. but I mean that's hilarious in comparison to Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, yes. it doesn't really, yeah. uh, really lay a glove on our kind of records. No. Um. So, um. But then I mean, like you know, Stockley coming on was like making me think. Oh, you know, we we've Stockley's had fun times against us before. <laughs> Yes. Um and I mean I I thought to talk about Charlton a little bit, I thought Elliot Lee looked quite useful. Elliot yeah. Lee's always been a player that's been quite good and I think he's done fairly well against us in history. Yeah. For for Luton, so I could see that, yeah. You know, there's that, but I mean outside of that, yeah, just not not particularly good side. And I mean I think we really captured we we just absolutely went at them from the off, didn't we? We did. I mean, this is, in terms of sort of analysis and things, there's, in some ways, there's weirdly not a huge amount to, this was a very, very straightforward game in a way that not many games of football are, or particularly games of Sheffield Wednesday uh, football are. Like, there was very little, we pretty much had our way start to finish. This could have been a real fill your boots sort of situation, I think. Yeah. Maybe if the pitch was a little bit, nicer if it was if we'd had a bit more luck and things um it just was yeah anytime we pushed forward we seemed to to make 
great chances, and I thought I thought they had a few let offs as well. Um, but yeah, as you say, that was from the off. We really started off. You know, I, I think I didn't. Patterson... Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I, I didn't even know the situation that happened. Like the beginning of the game, I feel like when I'm watching it from my kind of perspective, and mm. you know, since I haven't seen Sheffield Wednesday in the flesh in three and a bit years, I haven't done it while we've been doing this podcast, and this podcast no. is only going on for three years. Crazy, so isn't it's it? it's uh, it's a long, long old time. Um, but when I'm kind of watching, you know, via video, um, I feel like it takes me a little bit to kind of get to grips with the meat of the game going. So I don't even mm-hmm. remember, like, what happened that led to those two quick corners we had from the off. Um, I think that was that was Patterson. I think he just really uh, out-muscled one of their players fairly convincingly very early on. I just remember they just... I just thought, like, Patterson was going to have quite a fun day today. Just They looked terrified of him. Mm. Um, and he seemed to just have have the number of pretty much every one of their defenders that he stood against. They, they were, were yeah. playing a three at the back. Um, and yeah. yeah, so I think he kind of, I, th- I think he maybe won a header and then had a deflected shot. I think that's what happened to lead to the corners. Right. Because I know the fourth minute, <clears throat> that kind of was the chance which obviously led to the goal, which mm. is actually on my first note as well. So Hunt put a cross in, which is uh, scooped up by by one of the addict defenders. And who yeah. says white men can't jump as Patterson just got so high in the air mm. to head one, you know, pretty much straight at the keeper. But yeah. that was the point where, you know, the referee pulled it back because, you know, Hunt was fouled, which I didn't really see. I'm going to be a naughty. Really? A bit, bit of a naughty, naughty tackle, I thought. He was pretty late and a bit wild. The referee was a bit strange today, wasn't he? He was a bit odd. Can you... <sighs> I don't know when it happened in the timings. I suppose I could check on flash score. What did when did Palmer get booked and what was he booked for? That was a weird booking. So um, I can tell you a bit with my notes about the narrative okay. of what I think about that. I'll come to that later. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, so Baz then steps up, curve one in, and Byers just stands there and flicks it behind him deftly into the corner of a net. One nil. Was really good, wasn't it? But that yeah. had done. And uh, a fairly poor set piece, and then an okay set piece. Was that was it that way round? <laughs> when, when did he when did he put the corner straight into the side netting? He did one per half. I can't remember whether that was his first corner or whether that was later. If that was after the goal, <sighs> I felt like it happened a lot, even though maybe only happened twice. But it just felt like it was something that they kept trying to do, and I just I didn't he's, get it again. I've, I've never got my front post, but um. Well, last time, last time round, he was obsessed with the back post, wasn't he? I know, I know. Mm. Um, but this was a good delivery in, and, and mm. yeah, Byers sort of gambled on it, or was in the right place, and um, flicked it, flicked it over his head into the far part, uh, far corner, and um, yeah, great start. <laughs> it's mm. uh, so on, so on Wednesday to to grab that early goal and uh, make us give ourselves a platform to work from early on. Yeah, really, and then. Yeah, go on. Just well, just so so early, you know. So yeah, he's the score, and like yeah, it's so so unconventional, and uh, you know sometimes you, it Luke. typically is. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. No, well, no. This is well. I suppose I should say it because it's very important. I hadn't mm. finished my ball for all yet when we scored, and that was. <laughs> 
it's always a danger of taking a hot drink at the match that you don't get to finish it before something big happens. And uh, yeah, we scored before I'd finished my my lovely what? drink, sipping gravy. Did you <laughs> did you manage to chuck your sipping gravy? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. You know, like people love pints now. I just loved my bovril <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> I, I also really appreciated you calling it a sipping gravy, like a sipping whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah. uh, I just enjoy any opportunity I get to think of Richard Miller. Everybody as a southern gentleman, <laughs> and and you know, maybe that's an excuse for Rich Poor to do man, his uh, a beautiful little glass of bovril, please, little lady. <laughs> just another opportunity for Rich to do is uh, Daniel Craig in Knives Out uh, yeah. impersonation as well yeah uh, um, that'll do for now I think <laughs> <laughs> but anyway to connect those points because I, I mean that's a weird thing like I almost feel like I'm kind of like it was a great goal 1-0 fantastic but everything about this game just feels so like matter of fact. I know, and kind of just gloriously dull. Do you know what it reminded me of? Mm. Um, a classic Gary Monk second half. Do you remember yeah. those boring, boring Gary Monk second half halves? Just ride it out. Nothing really bothering us. We can go and get another goal if we need it. Easy peasy. But you could just switch off. If it needs to be, mm, if you've got something mm. to do, if you've got errands to run, yeah. I mean, like saying going getting getting a third goal would be like, you know, I could I could nip, nip to the shop and get myself a Kit Kat chunky. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm kind of quite settled here. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm comfy, comfy. Um, yeah. To bridge together, to knit together that pieces about yellows. So I do want to get into, there's some stuff to say. The yeah. eighth minute, Story did very, very well not to get a yellow after uh, yes. you know Charlton are breaking, the ball is going out, and he just basically decided to needlessly kick <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Lee out of touch. Um, yeah. So yeah, I in a weird way, thing, we can get onto this, but I feel like some way there's a couple of bits of um, uh, retribution. But anyway, 12th minute, there's a good counter from a corner, that Charlton did, and then we relied on Palmer, yeah. did really well to dispossess uh, surging Elliot Lee. Was that the one where um, Bannon was hairing after him and completely yes. missed him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he went for his big diving slide tackle and missed him by miles. Yeah. Well, glad, glad, because that could have been that could have been a yellow incident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he also uh, looked like he'd run out of puff by the time Bannon went in for the tackle. Like I, th- I thought, yeah, as you, Palmer did really nicely to tidy it up, but he sort of looked like he'd. I, I was wondering where he was going to come off after that because he looked. I don't know. Just look. He just slowed down so so immediately. Well, well, the guy had like a really good surge of pace and to break from basically them countering. I mean, um, what's his name? Mc McGillsbury. Oh yeah. He was the goalkeeper. You know, he bowled it out from outside the box yeah, to counter yeah. combo. And it was pretty much all Lee just running basically 70, 80 yards of the pitch. Yes. Like, fair play. I mean, I, I, most oh, most, yeah. people w- most people would be knackered at that stage. I think there's something you've got to look to basically maybe, you know, the top tier of English football to look at players who've got, who got the stamina just, to, to do something like that. Yes. Yeah. 
I suppose it wasn't so much how knack that he looked knackered. It, it was more the fact like he sort of like it's. I was I was almost expecting you know when somebody gets like a hamstring injury because it's like that rapid. Yes. Drop in pace. So, like, you're running mm. full hell, and then suddenly you're like, oh, he's now going about a quarter of that speed. Um, and I know Bannon went <laughs> went in for that tackle, but I don't know that he made an, any contact with him that would have excused it. But maybe it was just enough of a jostle, I thought, for him to maybe have injured himself. But he played all the rest, you know, played fine mm. through most the rest of the game. I think he was substituted later, maybe. But, um, yeah, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a warning sign, wasn't it? I think it sort of t- showed us that there was they did have some threat that they were carrying. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it could have weirdly been one of those games where you find out that, um, you know, that uh, you know this is a team which is largely looking pretty lame, but somehow manages to score a goal or two, which yeah. you know doesn't, I guess, doesn't discount great swathes of league. League One, to be honest with you, even some of the no, no. The, the chaff and the and the mid table that we've seen and been up against that that is a possibility, but um, yeah, I mean I mean they didn't really create a great deal for themselves. Speaking of creating chances, twenty eighth minute, <laughs> Barry Bannon, um, so close. Oh, yeah. you know we just did great work to pick it up outside the box, create yes. some space by jinking around, got it onto his left, and curled it just wide. Just yeah, yeah. It was he. He he, he had a funny game, Bannon, because obviously, so the corners were by and large really bad, Um, but then the free kick was really good, (laughs) and then he he went really close with that opportunity. But he was doing some odd things. He had a couple of like crossfield passes that just absolutely fell like halfway short, not even like close to being right. Um, and a, another, a better team really could have punished us for those because we just sort of handed possession to them when we were out of shape for it. Um, mm. And then there was, he just, he played a couple of weird, just like, I suppose these are the things you, when you marvel in them when they work, but when it doesn't work, it looks really poor that you've just kind of flicked a ball around the corner without looking. And he just he just did that a few t- a few too many times I thought really it, it, again if it was a better if it was a if it was a more potent kind of midfield attacking threat from Charlton we might have put ourselves in trouble a couple of times uh, I'm sure a player like him that he is so much about finesse I'm sure the pitch being bubbly probably affects him more than other players you know <laughs> I could sort of I could sort of imagine. Chay Dunkley, for whatever reason, but just kind of relishing, <laughs> trudging about in the mud because it's kind of like that lower end football. That's life, really, when you're kind of in non leagues and things like that. Um, whereas Bannon will have really only played on pitches like this in, in cup cup matches, um, by and large. Um, mm. Anyway, there we go. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of moaning a little bit, but also giving him an out, giving him an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Following that, uh, Charlton made the substitution, didn't they? They were forced into a change. So that was the concussion sub, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was that's the case. After the fact, because he, he went, he got checked. He was checked for a long time, um, and it was Berahino that went into him, wasn't it? I don't really, I don't really know how the clash happened, but mm. I, I can only think he was the only one that 
would have counted for the concussion sub. But he played on for a bit and then came off. And it, yeah, that must have been the one I think that was the concussion substitution. Mm. So it's the right back that changed. Is that right? Or the right side of centre back? I think I think that is the case. I mean, I also also got a mild note where he said, "I, I thought um, I, I thought that Rob called him Jay, Jay Cena." So I was, I was oh, wondering right. if, if uh, John Cena was coming on the pitch. <laughs> Jay Jay Simi, I think, is his name. Uh, he had like I think he was like number seven. So I, I guess it was okay. kind of like a right kind of change for yeah. that. I mean, he came on for Matthew. Okay, Matthews was essentially their right wing back. Okay, so that's yeah. it's a similar deal. Yeah, um, with that that kind of substitution. Uh, the thirty fourth minute, Berahino touched it off well for Hunt. Who whipped it in? Patterson couldn't quite get there. We got the corner. Yeah, that corner. I I wasn't quite sure entirely what happened. I think we played it short and we somehow cycled it, at, uh, you know, to Marvin Johnson just outside the box. Yes, yeah. Who hit it like a missile? He really connected <laughs> he with that one. He did. Yeah. Deflected wide. That was a good chance. Uh, but then again, that was we had a corner. That was the poor and behind near post. That's corner. the one, right? Yes, yeah. Probably the I one remember. you remember most from your yeah. recollection. He did that in the second half as well. At the uh, the mm. other end, the uh, he just went straight into the side netting. Oh, dear, it's weird. Uh, it's weird how poor he is at those. To be honest. <laughs> anyway, you got you got time for a little uh, Luke Piff and Vinegar bit? Oh, always, always. Oh, thank you, sir. So I said, we're on the beach for most of this game, and it's Hill and it's Hillsborough Beach for most of this game, as the pitch is dreadful. <laughs> Expecting post-match celebrations to include Baz and Elsie Bannon making sandcastles and getting Uncle <laughs> Pato to hot carry water, <laughs> burying Liam Palmer. I think he was a sort of bit of a volunteer. <laughs> giving giving Liam Palmer some uh, some nogs in the uh, sand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd make a beautiful mermaid. He really would. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to cut out of that and cut back to the narrative about yellow cards and Sheffield Wednesday players, mm-hmm. uh, Patterson was upset and vying for a yellow after conceding a very, very soft free kick. He yeah. booted the ball away and somehow our yellow protection spell continues. <laughs> I thought he would have got a yellow for that. I mean, like... yeah. You know, in terms of consistency, I've, really seen, I've seen referees. I know was... uh, not that, but I thought that the the foul was incredibly soft. I thought the foul was a real joke because I mm. that was like right, but you know that's the sort of area of the <laughs> crowd I'm in. It was very close to me that one, and I just thought I thought the guy got beat and just fell over. Um, mm. I can see, I can see his frustration. I, you're right, though, for kicking the ball away. I'm amazed he didn't get a yellow. And he was, I mean, I'm sure he was calling <laughs> the linesman and the ref all sorts of um, friendly nicknames as well. Like he was, he was bent double shouting at, at the ref and the linesman. But yeah, he he did a tremendously well to escape a yellow there. Mm-hmm. Maybe in his Scottish parlance, he wasn't talking about the job they were doing, but that fact they were jobbies. I would, uh, <laughs> possibly. Or there's a little note circulated that he's so Scottish, they, they do use the C word more liberally up there. You know, it's just mm. like hello. 
C unit is C unit is uh, <laughs> Scottish for hello. Don't please don't penalise him or Barry Babbin. Did you did you call it C C unit like a C unit? Yes. Is that the uh, is that f- uh, 50, 50 cent Scottish <laughs> rap group? Yes, yeah. Did you see his um, his his fat head nearly popping at the Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> Well, because he was all upside down, right? He was upside down and he looked really, like, swollen and uncomfortable. <laughs> I missed um, I missed the whole narrative surrounding... Wasn't there a lot of criticism aimed, put towards Curtis Jackson's way because he's a bit he's a bit chunky these days? He's a big boy. He's a big boy, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's also, like... He's, he's still a pretty muscly big boy. I mean... You know the guy. Yeah. The guy isn't. The guy's not rocking a six pack, but he's still pretty well built out. I'd say. I don't know. I heard there was some contentiousness he's, about that, and he got some got some slack yeah. on the socials. <laughs> no, I think he's. Uh, I mean, steroids do, can can really help with these things, but um, <laughs> no, he's still. <laughs> well, while we're talking about the halftime show at the Super Bowl, because this has been much delayed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why, yeah. why did Mary J. Blige get two songs? Oh, she's no. There's no other women, so she had to she had to represent all of womankind. Was it okay? Well, it was the whole thing that like she actually had some songs to sing because they had no one else who was actually like a vocalist. Everyone Maybe. else was just a rapper. But it's just that like you've got been. you know you've got all these hip hop heavyweights and they all get one song, and then Mary J. Mary J. Blige gets two songs. <laughs> just just felt a bit off personally. Yeah, I mean it's it's feminism gone mad, isn't it? The worst thing you can do a middle-aged man in this world. Um, <laughs> it's sure. Rap, I'm, I'm it's sure the rap are... super producers that are the real victims. Oh, and they, um, they they don't make quite enough money, do they? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, uh, just in terms of Fiddy and his builtness, I do remember there was. Um, there was a wrestler called Mark Henry who had previously been the world's strongest man, and at one point um, he was being he was being criticised by a a foe, and he said, "How come how come your pecs go all the way around your back?" Which, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the built that Fiddy is in at the moment. He's kind of like there's a lot of chunk in there, and I'm sure some of it's nice hard muscle, but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of chunky, chunky business in there. There's a lot of um, I don't know. There's lots of chips and gravy to go on them on them bones. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? Football, Sheffield Wednesday. Football, the other football. Yes, yes, the real one. Yes, where they actually do kick it most of the time. I'd love it if Fifty Cent loved chips and gravy. <laughs> And specifically, actually, like... Try me after the club, I'm going to... In the chip <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my peas and they're going to be mushy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to football. Let's go back to talking yes. about the bizarre uh, tale of the yellows, which mm. I don't think even some of the greatest fictional detectives could work out of our time. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Hercule, Hercule Pyrrhus would have a good idea oh. on this one. Um, Palmer, that's when he bizarrely got a yellow on the forty-second minute. That was soft. That was really soft. It was a free kick. He was being a bit handsy, 
Um, but it was nothing that made me think this is a yellow situation. Mm. I was wondering, may, I said maybe Palmer gets it for Patterson and Story's misgivings. Maybe. I got worried from that free kick from that position. But then yes. I remembered, probably remember, should remember that Charlton Atosh. And they managed to, they managed to get some, like, we managed to get some generous offsides, I think. There were a lot of situations where Maybe. Charlton were offside, where they were kind of building an attack up, and it's like, oh, what happened? Oh, Ch- Charlton are offside. Like, offside, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I was worried that that looked like the sort of typical Wednesday kind of time to concede and the sort of set piece to concede from. Mm. Um yeah, so I remember the set piece, but I don't remember the foul at all. And I don't remember him getting a yellow for it. I don't know whether something distracted me. Maybe something was falling out of my bag that I had. To, I didn't have a bag with me at the match. I'm a kid. Just being stupid. Um, <laughs> what's next, Luke? Rich, Rich was, uh, I do declare I'm out of my sipping gravy. Out of my sipping gravy. I'm going to have to go move on, move along the road to a hot vito. <laughs> Did they do hot vimto? They had it listed on the thing. I did. I, I think I might dip into that next time. That sounds good. I do, I do love that unique blend of herbs and spices. <laughs> <laughs> How many herbs and spices are there in uh, Vimto's? <laughs> I would hope there's at least thirteen because I think they've got to beat the Colonel, really, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> the, the other Colonel Vimto gonna fucking, fucking beat that Sanders how dare he with them seven urgents of fucking have him bastard um, and then and then Richard Miller and then 45th and then. minute and just like that maybe um, Carrie Bradshaw would say Wednesday at 2-0 <laughs> up just, just what we need at time I was considering the half to be a weird one and one of those games when yeah. maybe we scored too early but I think we're all kind of brought out of our slight, slight nap-like stupor. Um, yes. In a situation where, uh, uh, you know, it was the about the halfway circle, uh, Barry Bannon had the ball, played out to Luongo. Luongo had a fair bit to do. His back was kind of he to did. the goal. He kind of swiveled it around, and I probably need to go back and watch it again because I can't quite recap the, the action mass magic that he brought. But so he brought it forward. I can't recall if he took it past a player. Um, maybe he wasn't being challenged, but then he did the most delicious, delightful oh. through ball I think I've seen in in a while. I'm going to be honest. Yes, beauty of a through ball for Marvin Johnson. Johnson there on the wing, just kind of stroked to the cross and stroked to the middle for Patterson, who slid in. Wonderful. I even thought at the time, like from the angle I had behind, it, I wondered if it was an own goal at first. Right. But, okay. But, but, but I no, I think that was just a. From- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Berahino and Berahino and Patterson were just so desperate to uh, to get on the end of it. It was really, really good. And and Johnson is just—he's playing such beautiful football at this point in time. I his know, it's his crosses are just delicious. Again, he just put so many good balls into the box today. It was really, really lovely to see. But mm. yeah, that that Luongo through ball. And the fact that the the Charlton defender was just like if he hadn't cut his toenails <laughs> this week, he would might have got a touch on it. Uh, he might have blocked it. <laughs> it was, he was so close, so agonisingly close to it. Um, 
but he didn't get it and it and it rolled through to to Johnson. But there's a few times where he had to really like book it to get on the end of some through balls today, Johnson. And it, uh, just really lovely mm. to see it. he's he's so desperate to get on the ball. He's so desperate to make things happen. Um, it's a uh, it's really heartening to to watch and a great goal. Another great kind of counter attacking break. We're we're uh, that's turning into a real strength of ours is is breaking on teams and just unleashing Marvin Johnson to uh, to put a cross in. So I must say at the time, because of what was happening with the other results, I was looking at this. I mean, we've been, we've been thick in the hunt for that top six spot, for a mm. position in this top six for a while now. And the beauty of that situation was Wickham were winning at the time. They were 2-1 up away at Accrington. Things changed there. We'll go into that later. Just as a general, maybe recap of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, us scoring that second goal at that time took us up. We were level with points at that point, time in the line table. But the second goal meant we had a, a one goal greater goal difference than Wickham. Right. So that actually took us to that took us to six in the table, where I think we pretty much remained there with everything else changing around us in uh, in the football. But uh, mm. it was it was a sweet little moment to look at. Considering it's been something we've, yeah, we've been desperate for getting in that top six. And nice to hear Darren Moore after the game to uh, <laughs> sort of spiral forward a little bit, um, talking about, you know, we can't be satisfied with just that. We need to keep pushing on because I do think that's, there's some danger that you're kind of like, well, you're in that chase. Like, oh, nice. We're, oh, we are now top six. Nice. Pat ourselves on the back. But we can't mm. afford that kind of thinking, I don't think. No. No, I mean, the, the, the thing with this is to look at that now. I'll just kind of jump ahead and look at this. We've got two games. I mean, we're, we're, lev- we're a couple of points ahead of Plymouth, who same situation in terms of matches played. We've got two games on in our hand on basically the people above us. So Oxford, Sunderland, and MK Dons at a push, who are all on 35. So... <sighs> win, win at least one of those and things look quite different but I'm really getting ahead of myself aren't I we're table gazing but it's it's not even half it's only just half time no it's not even half time I know but I mean I, I, I don't know at this point I mean to, to to score early on maybe for playing a team like Charlton for how shonky they are yeah um, they're in- generally um, probably probably it's pretty hard for them in a bad run of form to be 1-0 down so early on in the game and then for us to score before half time, it's pretty much just it's just putting the thing to sleep, isn't it? Really. And we were unlucky not to get another one. Mm. I mean we could easily have got another. Uh the moment the incident where sort of Jack Hunt had a couple of efforts at it, that was uh you know, that could have easily gone another way. That that they really weirdly they were quite lucky a couple of times because I think Patterson did a great job of closing them down while they were passing it around at the back and mm. they were just lucky that the ricochet went back to them and if it had gone beyond them they would have been in real trouble um, there was also an incident I'm just, now I'm too far I'm, I'm jumping a gun a little bit but um, are we at half time would you say Luke? We're at half time now That's, that brings us pretty much to half time I mean yeah. yeah, a really strange. important time to score. A strange, yeah. scrappy game in between the two really good goals. Um, the pitch is really not helping. This, <laughs> The pitch is going to be... There'll be matches where we come away 
feeling like the pitch has robbed us of results, I I would suspect between now and the end of the season, it's really shoddy. Um, and it's not, there's no kind of fix for things at this stage because you can't put new turf on that takes too long to bed in. Um, and it's, we've got get so many games <laughs> thick and fast between now and, and the end of the season. Um, but today we rode, we rode that really well. Um, and particularly the first, yeah. The, uh, so it added to the scrappy weirdness of the, fir- of the most of the first half, but, it, but our goal, yeah, our goals were our signs of quality and rising above that. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I haven't. I have nothing much, much to add. Just let me know when uh, we're getting it going on the second half, my friend. Whenever. Oh, let's do it. Second half, uh, Jaden Stockley comes on for Charlton. Uh, my note is Rit Row. Uh, knowing, knowing that, uh, you know, he's a big, big soddy, big it was sodden lump. Preston, lumpu, uh, wasn't it? Preston, he absolutely yeah. changed the game previously yeah. against us. And I think Hutchison was at the back in that game as well. Um, if memory serves. So I, I similarly had a, okay. And we also lets us know that they are going to change the way they've been playing. They were trying to play through the middle, sort of go through the phases that where with Stockley on, it was just long ball. Everything was long from the back. Thankfully. Which is, which is hilarious. Cause I mean, we, we completely dominate the middle of the park. I mean, yeah, you can, you can say what you want about some of the characters and some of the best players, you know, you can jump forward ahead, or you can even do it around Christmas time for the half season kind of season review and pick your like top eleven of League One. Mm. You know, fair enough. There may be better individual characters than in the middle, but I must say, midfield center free partnership it doesn't get oh. any better. So good. Like, I mean, half time I was messaging my oldest brother Andy because he was at the game, and I was checking mm. in with him, and um, he was there, and I was just being like, it was just nice to. He hasn't seen a lot of Wednesday, and the probably Wednesday yeah. he's seen hasn't been particularly fantastic this season because right. we haven't covered ourselves in much glory on TV. So yeah. it's good to just say to him like, hey, what do you think of what do you think of Byers? You know, how good is Byers? Marvin Johnson's mm. mid, isn't he? All this type of stuff. Um, but um, in nice. that com, yeah, it's nice to to have that conversation, but. Um, I mean, you know, I, I said, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, I mean, for some of maybe the defense has been strong, despite the fact that it's kind of still been, it's been a little bit of patched up together. Yes. Yeah. In recent times. But I mean, and also then we've had, we have had a few kind of questions for the kind of striking options right now. But the, the thing I wanted to say was I said that that midfield five, if you're including Hunt and Johnson. Yeah, as part of that is really carrying us through any degree of creakiness we have elsewhere in the pitch. You're right. And he was just You're agreeing right, because, and saying, yeah. saying, yeah, we were just completely bossing it, overrunning them in the middle of the park. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right because it's it's we've survived a cobbled together defense and a non-existent attack at times. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's really it's really that 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 group. Um, that have stood out and uh, and and made things happen. No, it's a, it's a great observation. And I mean, I, for the sake of that, just, from yeah, I mean, well, I mean, let's just look at think of that from a goal perspective today. I mean, like yeah, you know, Byers has, has has rocked up with a few chipped in with a few goals recently. I mean, he's had like yeah. has he had three or four goals. It's been it's been an impressive little haul for this the spell he's it had. Has. 
coming back into um, into the contention of thinking of a first team player. There so must you be know, three, is it? But yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so you know, Bannon set that one up, and then I mean, if you're looking at it from a wing perspective, you just you just need some uh, you just need some live bodies up front, really. Yeah. For some of the some of the stuff that Marvin Johnson's putting in. Yeah. And maybe sometimes on sporadic occasions, what you know, what Hunt is feeding into the picture, but really the person who's the star of the show is Marvin Johnson. There, like we maybe <laughs> don't really need some of our first team striking options to maybe grab a goal or two. You know, I think Johnson just seems to be so good at like he engineers the situations and then kind of like picks a path through. Even if their defense is well set up, he kind of like seems to be able to find our man in the midst, uh, which is a real impressive trait to have. But Byers, Byers is an absolute revelation. Like we couldn't, of all the things that were going to happen this second half of the season, mm. nobody could have foresaw the sort of turnaround he's had since he's come back in the, oh, the team. Lord, no, yeah. And, and it, it, I think probably he's not quite as good defensively as Luongo. He's not quite as good going forward as Bannon. But he's a pretty good second in both of those positions and in both of those sort of frames of reference. And that's a really nice addition to have. A guy that can kind of go, do you know what, Luongo, we're getting a bit overwhelmed. I can get back and I can help. I can make some tackles. I can read some balls and, and pick things out. Oh, and Bannon, you're struggling. I'm going to come forward. And Luongo at times, but Luongo was actually on the front foot more today than he's been in several weeks. Um, but just, he seems to see when other people are starting to struggle and just work his way in to, to help and provide an option. It's a really, um, it's really lovely to see the way he kind of, he's just a great teammate to have. He's just... Um, it's like, you know, like you kind of have empathetic people. He's like the footballing equivalent of like an empath. He's like, he he can see before you're struggling, he can see the situation is going to get difficult for you. You're going to want an outball. You're going to want another body to help you out defensively. And he, he puts himself there. So it feels like he's everywhere because he picks his moments so, uh, so well. Um, and yeah, a goal threat as well. He scored... He scored a header now, a volley, and a, and a goal from distance. That's a nice combination of goals to have got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you do sort of you feel comfortable when he's in possession. You feel comfortable when he's on the ball. Um, nice, mm-hmm. really nice to see. Yeah, what a great turnaround from him. What did you make of Berahino today? Um, Berahino was. I think he had a few moments that were kind of valid. Um, mm. I, th- I think that you know we we know that um, we have strikers that aren't exactly the full complete package, and I think that's fine if if other players step up or we 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 utilize the games that they do have. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was probably not the not the worst that we didn't see the whole thing from Berahino today but we can afford to have that like I'll be honest yeah i thought i thought but, I mean, he, he had some useful times runner. and useful touches yeah. yeah i agree with you yeah sorry yeah. yeah willing runner like you said i just um it's just to go back to him sort of retrospectively his touch to set to set Marvin Johnson away last week was just unbelievable. I sort of missed that in the run of things, but that flick he did on the right in front of the um, the, t- the, t- the two sort of management managerial teams, um, the boxes there, 
was so gorgeous last week. <laughs> that's something special. There's not many players can do that. And that's what's making me think, you know, in addition to the goal, I think he took his goal well. I, I, I think he has got a part to play in this because he's the only striker at mm. the club. We've got attackers, we've got forwards. He's the only striker. I probably would like to use him more sparingly than I think that. <laughs> Darren Moore is going to over the next few weeks yeah. um, because obviously he likes him a lot um, on a personal level. But I do think there's a I do think there's a usefulness as a part for him to play, even if like today I think he was an additive, even though he didn't really get, have huge, many huge moments to himself. But mm. I thought him sort of breaking his back, wanting to get that same chance as Patterson was was big, um, uh, and it. There's a couple of frustrating moments where things could have gone for him and didn't quite. Uh, and he it was offside several times. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just I was interested to see see what you thought of his uh, his spell. Hey, uh, where are we in terms of incidents in the second half? What what do you know? <laughs> we haven't even got started yet. I so know. I was about to say, if you if you think that Rich and I are talking about this like it is a formality, and that there isn't much of a second half, and we finished and concluded the game, it's almost like there is effectively. <laughs> and and I mean um, and I mean also we're we're different gravy we're we're much like Sheffield Wednesday we don't really do second halves particularly well no no, no. So anyway I've got some notes so fifty fourth minute um, even though we're singing the praise of Marvin Johnson probably the weakest moment of the game he gave the ball away yeah luckily we didn't concede yeah so he kind of dawdled with it in possession just on the outside of our box I wasn't mm. sure who it was but then. You know they they took a they took a shot which didn't really worry Peacock Farrell too much from that. He had very little to do today, uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell, but did everything he had to do really well. <laughs> yes, yes, um, including he he sort of he he made a couple of saves once the whistle had been blown. I always think those are like psychologically important moments, um, and like. Yeah, he made a good save down low uh, when a, when an offside was called at one point. Um, and yeah, this was a, just a good no-nonsense save from him. It was a pretty hard, hard shot. It was straight at him and he just dealt with it. No bother at all. Mm. Stockley was fuming not to have been played through. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Which is good because he seems like a player who seems to be moaning. And it's also kind of yes. fun to see. See an opposition player not working for them with a strop on. That's always that's yes. always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um we went from a break as well as a piffy comment here. Nothing comes from it, but Barry Bannon was jockeying across the park. A straight Wednesday mm-hmm. behind the behind the camera in the commentary commentary team went <laughs> fucking hell Bannon. <laughs> Rob O'Neill perfectly stated after that that there was a wealth of encouragement across Hillsborough. <laughs> Lovely. 56 minute, we break, and Patterson rolled it across, but it was cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I'm, I'm getting a bit lazy now, but I said there's a lot of play from there on. Eventually led led to Baz picking out a great through ball to find Hunt on the wing. Oh, yeah. He did a cross that was cut out for a corner, and then another corner with nothing happening as well. Was the Patterson, was that the header across that was closed? No, that we still got that to come. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, you sorry, know. sorry. So that's fine. <laughs> well, that's actually the I next no point, actually. So, six, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. 60th minute, actually. So that's the next one. No, 
Uh, Bannon floated across him. Patterson did really well to head it back down mm. and across. Johnson was running in there, but it was dispossessed. It just someone just got there just, just got, before. Just got there, yeah. Yeah. Which was a real shame because I'd love to see Marvin Johnson just crack one in from close range. Yeah. Um, great moment in the middle of the park where Patterson absolutely goes for it in the tackle. The ball is still there, and then he absolutely mullered it again yes. to get to the next one. <laughs> uh, my great. note is, you beautiful OT warrior. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to call warrior. it rich. If I, was a, if I was a woman, I'd totally be into Callum Patterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, all day. I'm into him now. <laughs> Good. I'll join you with that. In solidarity. <laughs> I do think, I do wonder if he would get more decisions from referees if he dyed his hair. I think they think he's an old man bullying children because of his, because <laughs> of his grey locks. I wonder if he got a bit of just for men, whether he'd get a little bit more uh, play for, from the referees. But no, abso- I'm, 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 I'm wholeheartedly with you on that one. Mm. Uh, not much trying. notes to think this off. I mean, we're both we're both patosexuals. Let's just call that there. Yes. <laughs> Here for some uh, OT OT Scottish love. John Patterson. We'll flex for Columb. <laughs> we'll flex for Columb. Centieth <laughs> minutes. Uh, Berahino went off for uh, Canberry. I thought that was a nice sub. I liked it. I thought it was yeah. You know, having someone in Canberra trying to come on, just running around and be a bit of a pain in the backside, I think is is nice to to uh, to let the let Charlton know we're not finished and we can still we can still duff them up a bit more. Yes. <laughs> um, the seventy first minute after then, I'm not entirely sure what happened, but basically, um, they had a pretty free header which um, kind of tested Peacock Farrell and he did very well with it. Yeah. But then the referee blew for something. And, you know, they had the ball in that, which I mean, afterwards, which was, you know, it's one of those, well, you know, the, the we've already blown yeah. for a stop and play. So who knows where it would have been worrying. But, like, I felt that was a bit of a laugh because I, I didn't know what I didn't know what the, the officials saw, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm wondering if that might have been another offside. Um, as you another say, there was a, another a few favorable. Offside. Yeah, a few yeah. favorable uh, Charlton offsides, didn't we? Hmm. Um, yeah, that, it, yeah. It, but again, that was a great save by Bailey Peacock Farrell. In the end, he didn't need to make it, but it was it was a it was a great save down low from that mm-hmm. header. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Berahino going up. So I thought I thought it was I thought that was a good sub to make. Just me too. Something a bit different, isn't it? Hmm. And Canberry. Canberry's got his uses. He's, he's he's an odd fish, but he's got his uses. <laughs> yes, indeed. Seventy <laughs> fourth minute, Hutchinson went on a Cockney waltz again. He you did know, much, much like he did uh, a few years ago in a very early episode of Different Gravy. Yeah, so it's, it's a you know to people people love a callback, but if uh, if you don't know what it is, I'll I'll explain it and ruin the joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then. So here's an interesting point, Rich. We get a free kick for a handball right on the edge of the area. Yes. What did you What did you think of that? Did you think it was a penalty? Mm. There was some contact, wasn't there? Yeah, Not and I the... mean, I, I wondered if we were maybe in uh, the top tier of English football. Maybe, yeah. Maybe such a thing with a uh, ridiculous amount of technology spunked at it would is a penalty would be given by the uh, penalty-giving machines at VAR. 
Because that's, that's what VAR does. If you don't know everybody, um, here's a here's a shorthand primer for VAR. Anything, everything that you, anything that might be offside is offside, and anything that might be a penalty is a penalty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a tremendous pressure if you're just asked. It's like, oh, you might want to take a look at that, mate. I do mm. think there's a natural human <laughs> human pressure to kind of go. Right, that person is telling me I've made a mistake here. So I think it's, you have to be quite a strong person to then go, no, I was right the first time. You're wrong. <laughs> and yeah, not many of them do. There's not, not many of them turn mm. that out. So just to c- clarify there, so the, do you think that the handling was in the box or, or the incident afterwards, the kind of collision that came after that was the penalty? Oh, that's an interesting one. I forgot about the incident afterward. I thought it was just the. I thought it was handling. I was like, I'm thinking right. that was that was close. I mean, it was interesting from that angle, you know, because play rolled on bloody. a little bit and they got the ball, but there was a, there was a coming together. The, the keeper seemed to go through someone in the aftermath as well. I just wondered. I wasn't quite sure what the penalty shout was for, to be honest. So it's interesting that. I take your I take your your sort of um, point that it, it was the it was probably the handball uh, rather than the coming together afterwards. Didn't mm. look good for Charlton either way. No, no, I will be honest. Uh, following then, following then, um, the story got a yellow, which was soft, soft, soft. Maybe, but maybe but in yeah. repairing further things, it should have should have got a yellow from earlier on. Fair enough, but. I, do you know, I thought I was expecting to get a yellow for it. I thought it was one of those where it was needless, but I thought it was a bit cynical. I think it was just totally, we're in a bit of bother, take the foul, so to stop it. I, and I think those should normally be yellow cards. I don't know whether he, I mean, he, it wasn't heinous, but I do think it falls under that category of professional foul. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised mm. to see it given. Fair enough. But each to their own. They don't have VAR for uh, yellow cards, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, what do you think about all the? And then again, let's go back and you know we talked about this a little bit ahead. I guess the next note is like weird substitutions. Yeah, the subs start happening, don't they? Um, yeah. Thick and fast. Oh, he likes. Weirdly, he likes taking on off, doesn't he? I don't. Maybe it's a managing him thing. He doesn't do a lot of work. We've talked previously how he's just kind of like shown the right wing. And it's like, right, you've got to look after all of this all the time. (laughs) 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 Um, So maybe he's just, you know, no, no point taking excess risks. Uh, But he never seems to really slow down. You know, he had, he put a ball in, well, obviously, he, he won the free kick. He put, a, he put a cross in previous to that. He had a cutback that was cleared. So he, he wasn't, it wasn't that his outputs waned at all, but uh, maybe it was just a kind of managing him thing. But I think Gibson, this is where the subs are a bit weird because it shuffled quite a lot of the pack round. So he, he comes on and takes Palmer's place at the left side of that mm. centre-back trio, and Palmer goes out to the right... Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Oh, that that actually happened before story. It, it just in terms of the timeline that happened before stories. Uh, yellow, but anyway, doesn't really matter. 
Um, and then quick hot on the heels of, of Story getting his yellow, Brennan came on for Johnson. Now, Johnson did spend, I don't know whether there was any insight from your kind of TV pictures of it, but Johnson spent quite a long time down injured Yes, at the beginning yeah. of the second half. Did that look, was it a nasty tackle or the player got booked for it, didn't he? I'd, I'd be honest, I, I kind of lapsed on that completely. I just remember seeing Johnson down for quite a while. And, you know, the commentary team of O'Neill and Pearson, they said, you know, he's not typically a player who would go no. down that often. No. So, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little maybe a touch concerning, perhaps. But then maybe taking him off was the kind of precautionary thing, not to keep it, keep it working beyond any, you know what was needed. Um, but yeah, that so that that's then so Palmer then plays his third position of the match by coming out to left wing back, and uh, Brennan goes out to right wing back, and that's the moment where potentially we could have maybe seen Iorfa um, come in at, at right wing back. Uh, Brennan didn't really get much chance to do. Anything of note, did he? No, no, probably not. Uh, any any more notes from your side of things? We're getting towards the end of the match here. Well, there's just a couple of flurry of things right at the end of the game. I mean, you know, the fourth substitution, you know, a bit of a strange one, but uh, hey, let's uh, let's get everyone on some minutes. We get that fourth substitution thanks to the concussion. You know, Charlton, Charlton made four substitutions. Yeah. So we got to bring so on for Barry Bannon, really, at, right at the death, like 90 plus three. And he nearly had a moment as well. Um, some beautiful last-minute theatrics with So giving a so-so attempt at lifting it over McGillivray. Yes, yes. Bannon did go down. So Bannon again went down injured, didn't he? Or he went down for some treatment before he came off. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't remember that being attached to any sort of tackle. Yeah, that was that was McGillivray getting caught out a bit, wasn't it? And Patterson trying, <laughs> Patterson tried to get an effort off and. Kind of just hit it into the ground, just completely rescued it. Yeah, yeah, and then so picked it up, and his his effort was pretty tame as well. To be fair, I think that that happens quite often in those situations where you're like, oh, oh, he's he's out of his box, he's out of his box. We've got the ball, um, but the the panic. It's not. It's a it's a very cool head that scores in those situations, and uh, yeah, there's not not too many of those about, particularly at the third tier mm. of English football. And then the, the final note is I wasn't entirely sure how it happened, but uh, Luongo was kind of played in on the angle, and you know oh, he yeah. was there, you know, on the angle against uh, against the Charlton keeper, but he pretty much just hit it straight at the Charlton keeper, and that was and that was it. Yeah, he tried to give him the eyes, didn't he? And it nearly, mm. nearly worked. I think from Lu- I think Luongo just was like shaping, like he was going to play a pass, and then the player got so het up in trying to block the pass that he actually just let him it gave him a, a clear path through to the to the goal almost um and luongo said thank you very much but uh yeah good a good save by the keeper he made himself big and managed to managed to block it away um but yeah a, 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 a fairly uneventful second half um in some ways you could say boring <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice type of boring when you two nil up. It's an enjoyable, warming boring. I think so. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like not what else comfort, to say. Like, like comfort yeah. food or comfort telly. You know, this was a comforting hold out, hold, hold out second half. Um, 
so yeah, as you say, we, we've we've sort of we've we've sort of rattled into some of the post post match talking points in that um, the the league tables starting to look healthier in the way that we, we we've been hoping and watching for for a long time. Um, it'd be interesting once we start start taking off some of those games in hand to see see how see where we go. Uh, but. It's going to be an interesting job for Darren Moore, I think, with players coming back. I think he's done tremendously well shaping a team out of limited resources. But it's mm. a different sort of job when you've got harder decisions to make. Uh, you've got some actual decisions to make. Um, yes. That's where we've seen that tendency to make chop and chop and change for the sake of it, um, put people in weird positions for the sake of it. Um I, I don't want to say that the, the substitutions at the end of the game felt a bit like echoes of that, but you, you could, if you were being churlish, say, it, yeah, it, it feels that it felt a lot more like early season Darren Moore, those sort of just chopping and changing and moving people around. And it didn't hurt us at all. It didn't open the door to Charlton, but what if, what if they had gone and grabbed a goal? Um, they had a penalty shout of their own. I don't know what you whether you made anything of that that Gibson handled the ball in the box. I thought Think that was, was weak. Was that? that Gibson or was it Story? It looked like Story I to me. Gibson. I thought it was Gibson. I could be wrong completely, but eh, I didn't think much of it. It was a bit yeah. like I don't know. I didn't think it was much of a. It was like the penalty decision last week. I didn't think there was much much to it. You know. Yeah, but that, that's one of those things where, you know, what if they if they had got that penalty, if they'd managed to put us under the cosh a bit, making like <laughs> making Liam Palmer play three different positions in 10 minutes seems like a ludicrous thing to do. Um, but it all worked out. So it, you know, there's no point sort of fighting imaginary <laughs> battles. <laughs> there's more than enough battles in the inner season. Um so we normally pick out a, a, a star man or a standout player and, and maybe some people that deserve an honourable mention. Where, where are you leaning in that regard for this game? Johnson. Johnson. I, I yeah. don't really think there's anyone else I can really focus on. I mean, overall, it's it's a relatively, you know, decent game throughout from everybody. It's uh, no one's no one's less than a seven. There's a, you know, there's a few might sprinkle an eight in there. But I think that eight yeah. probably belongs to to Marvin Johnson. And then, in terms of honourable mentions, probably the goal scorers for me, I would say, mm. deserve a, a nod in that regard. I think this is it would I, it would be lovely if I'm right on this. I, I also don't want to kind of call it too early, but I feel like Patterson looked a lot better. I think this is the best he's played in a long, long time, and I think the goal last match did has done him good. He scored again, which is really fantastic if he was able to hit a bit of a purple patch between now and the end of the season and um because he's somebody we talked about potential everyone was very excited about Windass, but we also thought patterson got a good amount of goals last season and has not really lived up to that this year um it would be a huge huge help if between now and the end of the season he's able to to really enforce himself on games in the way that we thought he might do previously. Mm. And, uh, and today, that he looked like that player that we were expecting to just unleash on this league uh, again. And ho- hopefully, 
hopefully we get to see some more of that. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else do you think for the, the to, for the today's episode, Luke? No, no, I think that covers it. I mean, I think we've got a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of juice out of, uh, one pretty comprehensive win and a beautifully boring yeah. three points. A beautifully boring three points. I mean, yeah. if there's more of these, um, I'd, I'd love some more. If we can get some more, <laughs> more kind of slow, monotonous winning football from Sheffield Wednesday against Dross, crap opposition, and, uh, Please, please give me more, more, sir. More service, soporific gruel. <laughs> Very good. Well, on that note, um, look after yourselves, folks. It's a wild, wild world out there. DJ Jazzy God has carefully mixed a pandemic <laughs> straight into World War Three. Uh, seamless. You didn't even see the joins, and then suddenly it's Blue Monday. Uh, so, yeah, look after yourselves. Be good. Be good to one another. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk again. Thanks very see much, Rich. Luke. Cheerio. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>